1: Someone
2: at the door. Ah, you're here for me, Clinton. (laughs) Welcome to Erskine Court. And gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Here she is, the one and only Linda Pollock. Hello, world. <coughs> Linda Linda, wonderful to see you. Yeah. Um, what the hell have you been up to? Well,
3: here's the thing: I've got a conundrum to start off with this.
2: Oh, yes. Fine day with go you. on, go on.
3: Well. <clears throat> Over the weekend, I was approached by a family member, and they're having a whip round someone's birthday. Not right. a big one, not a big five o, big right. four o, big okay. two o. A whip f- round, yes. Just, just a normal birthday with numbers, numbers not involving o. OK. Um, so I had to be
2: thoughtful of how much money I was going to put in this whip round and how Is this badly judged way of I would saying get. you don't like... Yes, you don't like to be asked. Uh, yeah, well, You're not stingy, are no, you?
3: No, I, I was going to buy them a present. Yes. I didn't realise we were buying a present that would require clubbing together, Oh, you know? and, and, and a
2: price was put on how much you well, would...
3: Well, it wasn't, actually. as I And so that's what I don't like. If everyone says, can everyone put 20 quid in, all right, yeah. then we're clear, aren't we? Right. But this was, we're going for this, and I'm just... Going to say experience, right? It's yeah, a big
2: concert, yeah, big concert, right?
3: And um, and we're just asking whether you'd put some money towards it, right? Oh, and then immediately you go to right, well, how much is too much? How much is too little? They will judge me, they yes, because they'll me. know, they'll yes. know. So this person's going to know, and they and this person is in charge of it, so obviously the person that cares the most, right? Right, so they're the ones that are going to be have the judgeometer. <sighs>
4: We well, 50, all know. I
3: put 50 quid in. That's very generous. I haven't generous. got 50 quid. That's
2: very generous. Look, as we know, people, any regular listeners to this sh- this show will know that Paul Linda has had a little bit of trouble with employment.
3: Yes, you know it's. I. I do you know what? I'm getting by, but I'm yeah. only just getting by, right? I'm certainly not. I can't be chucking
4: fifty quid into a hole. No, everyone's whip no. Round. To be
2: fair, I do pay you a tenner for coming here, and let's not forget, I did give you uh, some of my old digestives. That yeah, I had. and you
3: didn't give me bus fare, but you did. No, but, but did I. Show me where the
2: bus stop was. And I did let you watch the television. I didn't charge you for any of the le- electricity. Yeah,
3: very generous employer. Very generous.
2: But the point is, I feel the same. i have always the same about... You know a GoFundMe thing? Yeah. Uh, where someone says, uh, I'm running the London Marathon or I'm doing this in aid of this. And when you go on those official things, it says, do you want to... Let me get that off your hair. What have
3: I got? Another bug.
2: Ooh! I won't charge you for that. That's do you know what two. that is?
3: Spring. Spring is jumping in my bloody hair.
2: Uh, I have removed one bug from Linda's hair earlier. And there was
3: a bug, yes, a bug in the kitchen.
2: <laughs> and uh, what am I going to do? And uh, <laughs> I've just removed that one. Talking of UB40, she'll be out of here next week. I'll slap your base. <laughs> it's anyway... <laughs> Uh, red, red wine, I can't think of any other jokes, doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, no, that's the thing, when you do the old GoFundMe and it says, do you want to reveal how much you pay? Yeah. Do you want to put your name to it? And you go, well, I don't really want to go, look at me, I've put some money on. But at this. the same it's time, like... you
3: don't want them thinking you've ignored it. Yeah,
2: exactly that. You've got to say that you did actually do. But what I will say to all of you, please, 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 if you are going to give to charity, make sure you advertise it fully on Facebook, otherwise nobody will be any the wiser, all right? Now, can we...
3: Similarly, if you're going to run at all, we all want to know your route, yeah, definitely spread that around. <laughs> We've yeah, so seen them tracking ads? Oh, oh, look yeah. how far I've run today! Yeah, okay. I did this. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well done. What do, you, what do you want me to hate you? Unless you've run in the shape of a cock, I'm not interested. <laughs> That's a feat.
2: Right. Let's have a look at this. She said cock. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's have a look at this. This week, a lady yeah. sent in a photo. Now, I don't want you to ridicule this. It she took of her cat being stroked by a ghost. I will put this. <laughs> I will, this, by a ghost. I will put this on Patreon, yeah. people. What do you have think? to put that that's what's happening because right, he won't be able to all tell. Right, well, tell me what you think. Look at that. This is a well, just tell Alyssa's what we what we're looking at. A
3: lovely glossy black cat having yeah. a delightful sleep they've got a smile on their lips. Can you yeah. see that?
2: Uh, with a little arrow on my laptop here yeah. I'm circling the hand.
3: There's like a slightly fuzzy part of the picture which could be it looks a bit like maybe the cat's fur is smoking a, a, a smidge. or no. it could be a thumbprint on the picture.
2: Okay, let's go to the next one where it goes it slightly, slightly more close up.
3: Right. Yeah. That's so a hand. Well, or, or it's a reflective part of the cat. Cats like to sit in sunbeams, don't they? So maybe uh, that's just where the light
2: is hitting that lovely okay, glossy okay. fur. I'm going again to this one. OK. And they, this, they, they are. Well, what are we looking at now? Here! The thing stroking the bloody cat! <laughs> I can't see anything OK, the there cat. is what looks like a misty hand... Smoking uh, smoke the cat. S- stroking the cat. Now, this was sent in by Kelly Neal. She is a delight, and I believe she's in Bradford. No, she's not. She's in um She's in Halifax. They always
3: say they're from Halifax, but they're always from Bradford.
2: I love Halifax. I really love Halifax. And there was a whole thing that I cut out this interview where I asked her about a lovely restaurant I go to in Halifax, but I don't know the name. Anyway, <laughs> listen, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen. I, Ooh, I, was, I, I, I was hoping to say it and get a free meal there, but I couldn't actually remember what it's bloody well called. You'll know it anyone from Halifax. It's nice. It's nice, it nice. Anyway, let's get on with it. This is Kerry Neal talking about her cat. Hello, my love. Kelly. Kelly, can you tell us? I've received these pictures of the cats. There's yep. clip Linda is a poo-pooer. She's a doubter. Right? Very cool. That's off. why I sent them. Yeah. For Linda. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us all about the bloody photos, please, Kelly.
5: Right, so that was in my bedroom in a house that I believe was haunted in Halifax. Yeah. So, I mean, there was weird stuff happening in that room. So to say that I captured something is just brilliant. There was all sorts of stuff going on. But in that particular picture, my cat, Olive, is laid having a lovely snooze. And I took a picture because I thought she looks really nice and cosy and couldn't believe when I looked at it There's clearly. I mean, you've seen them, so tell me what you think. There's clearly a hand stroking as, her. Uh,
2: spectre. It's a spectre. As it's clear a hand. As Definitely. clear as anything. As as clear. A white a, a, a white hand. As there. Yeah, as a de- Yeah. A, a white hand. Yeah, Kelly. Please. A white hand. Not white not white skin. Yeah, no. Just that's white. right. Please, Kelly, that's it. Stop. Stop talking now. Kelly, can you please tell me? Can you please tell me what other spooky things happen in that bloody house of yours? Well, let me just go back to that picture because the proof of that picture that there was
5: something touching her, if you look at the fur, it's all indented. That's the thing, that's the key. And I think if if I sent it to some sort of specialist, they could not argue
2: with it. But but without being I'm not being rude, Kelly, were you not absolutely cacking your whack? (laughs) No.
5: No, because um, no, I like ghosts. I mean, I want, I want to see proof of them. So, yeah, yeah. And people, yeah. I'm a little bit witchy, a little bit. I like to think I'm a bit psychic. What
2: so, number? You know, of, it, what, what what number am I thinking, Kelly? Twenty-four. Bloody hell! You've got the gift, my love.
5: You've got the bloody you. gift.
2: Two dozen. yeah. Well, I
5: thought I'm the new mystic, Meg. You know, she died, didn't she, recently? That's right, baby,
2: but. Um, that's Let's get to your psychic skills in a minute. There's only so much room for all of us in this game and we've lost Derek Akara and uh, <laughs> some others recently. Oh, uh, but but listen, do, do tell me, just getting back to this room, mm-hmm. what else have you seen in the room? Then we'll get to your psychic abilities.
5: Right, okay. So in that room, um, things moved around... My son saw um a can of deodorant just move as if it was on an angle, but the table was completely flat, it just slid across.
2: Really? Um and it, then it, it, did that go near the cat yeah, as well? I mean, I, was it a lynx? Hold on, hold on. <laughs> was it a lynx? <laughs> l- I'm, I'm wasted here. Go on, carry on, yeah. <laughs> So um,
5: then my daughter, I was in the kitchen one day and my daughter was probably about 10 at the time. So I didn't really want to kind of, I kind of wanted to underplay this a bit. Right. Now I was in the kitchen, she came downstairs and she looked at me and you can't, I mean, that look on her face, she could not have faked it. She said, how have you got there? And I said, what What do you mean? I've been in here all this time. And she went, I've just walked past you. You were stood in your bedroom. So, I mean, obviously I was scared, but, you know, as a parent, you've got to act brave. Right. So I went, up, I went upstairs into the bedroom. Mm-hmm. There was no one there, but I just put I quickly put my dressing gown on the door and said, oh, that's what you saw. Because I thought right. that'll give a night for the rest of her life. But right. But yeah, she just... So she saw somebody. And that's I believe it because that's what you do. You see someone out of the corner of your eye and that's when you know you've seen somebody. Yeah, Um. Yeah. So, yeah, so I had a a weird experience there. I had another weird experience, but this was downstairs, where Mm. I had a massive, like... I can only describe it as a massive gust of wind.
2: You had a massive gust of wind downstairs? (laughs) Well, I think we've all had that at some point, Milo. What did it do? (laughs) Go through the house sort of thing? No, it
5: just went through me. So,
4: but not... Jesus right,
5: Christ. let me just let me set the story up. So, yeah. I was randomly watching Most Haunted. Right,
2: okay, yeah.
5: Okay, I was watching a Most Haunted live. Yeah. And Bette was being challenged to go and sit in what looked like a hole in a wall.
2: Right, okay. She had,
5: to take, she had to go and sit in this hole in a wall that was meant to be haunted. She had to take a camera and it, it had night vision. So she was on her own, no crew, and she had to sit and she had to film it. And I was watching it and I was so engrossed in what was happening to to Yvette. Yeah. I was absolutely... And I don't know, she must have, like, transported me to another dimension. It's like, I don't know what... I just felt this weird... It was like like somebody just walked through me. What,
2: from from ITV2 sort of thing to somewhere else?
5: (laughs) No from one side of
2: me to the other Bloody and hell. i
5: looked and I, there wasn't a single there wasn't a blade of grass moving outside there wasn't a window open
2: right
5: nothing it felt like if you were stood at, at the side of a road and a, like a big truck came past you yeah it felt like that and it was just it was bizarre i've never felt anything like it it was so strange, do, but do, yeah.
2: Do you think that the house is haunted where you live, my love, in Halifax?
5: Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Or either that, or maybe I just pick up these things. But then yeah. again, my daughter, things, stuff, my son's, you No, know, I think it probably is just the house is haunted. Yeah. You but could... I've had other stuff that happened to me when I was younger, so it's not just that house. It's right. You could old. be
2: a conduit. You could be a conduit. I think I am. Yeah, I think
5: yeah. I'm a, I can do it.
2: Yeah, you you do have. I mean, b- before we we started recording, uh, Milo, mm. uh, Kelly, you did suggest to me that you you think you are a little bit witchy. Now yeah. I'm not being rude. You are a very very attractive lady with beautiful dark hair, wonderful eyes, but you do oh, wow. have the sort of a look. Can I put that on my Tinder profile. Yeah. <laughs> Old witch on Tinder profile. I'm joking, <laughs> I'm joking. But you do have a slightly the look of, you know, a coven of, uh, you know, what I mean, a white witch I do sort look of a thing. Bit, yeah, you I look do a bit look witchy a bit. in a sexy way. In a sexy way, not a horrible. Way. Not you're not grot bags, is sexy what I'm saying. Rich. Yeah, yeah. I'm not grot. They're not crop back. Yeah, Yeah, sexy witch. And so tell me, my love, do you feel that you've got any healing powers? Any, can you put a spell on anyone? Do you have any hairy warts? Do you ride a broomstick? What is it?
5: No, I don't do any of those things. I'm single. I've been single for a while, so I'm not very good at, clearly, not very good at the love. That, 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 oh, uh,
2: darling! I'm so sorry. If they, can, let me offer this out. There's anyone out there? I can I can attest to the fact that she's a raving beauty, Kelly Neal. And if you want to get in touch, and uh, well, I'm being a bit presumptuous here, aren't I, Kelly? Of yeah, course, you can do a
5: bit of Silla, uh, a bit Black.
2: Send me a bit of Silla black, yeah. black on the Silla Psychic Sofa. If you want to meet yeah. Kelly Neal. Do get in touch. Let's hope it's more successful than I tried with my friend who does the dancing. If you are a a, a pussy lover, uh, you want to meet up with Kelly Neal, please do get in touch (laughs) with the show. She's, that was not meant to be a euphemism, that literally was. You're an animal lover. You're an animal lover. Uh, All right, Kelly, I want to thank you so very, very much. Have you got to go back to work, Neil?
5: I'm going back to work.
2: I'm doing this for my lunch hour, yeah. Can I ask what you do? Highlight
5: of my day. What's
2: yeah,
5: what
2: you doing? I'm an account manager. For for what? I'm an account for an accounts
5: um, for. What? No, it's not numbers. It's not that sort of thing. It's like um, catering and laundry equipment and other things. Catering, and so I look after. Yeah, I look after the customers and just make sure that they they're, they're oh. all happy.
2: Well, that is. Quite boring, but on that note, we'll say, <laughs> Kelly, thank you so very, very much. Thank you, and keep spooking, my love. Thank you. If there's anything else, please get in Bye. touch with me. All right, and do stay, my me love. I'll get you a date. Yes, Bye. get your date. We turn to take a break, fate and fortune now. And I just want Linda to, to read this article. The opening line to this article. Here we go. Go on. When
3: TV presenter Christine Lampard revealed she'd had a premonition about the 9-11 terror attacks on the Twin Towers in New York, everyone was amazed.
2: I don't remember that. Go on.
3: Oh, yeah, because she's like she said terror and tars. Did you know about Twin this? Twin tars. Yeah,
2: she had. She actually had, had a. a she says prim- she claims she did. Yes, Christine said I was in the plane within do the, the dream. was in the plane was on the dream. There was chaos. I could see the cockpit, and I could see hundreds and hundreds of windows. I woke up after in such a state. I told my mom, it took place <laughs> days before 9/11 happened. Why didn't she? Why didn't she do anything? The, well, the fact is, I couldn't believe—why did I not know that bloody Christine Lampard? I know you think you've got a Google alert for spooky stuff, haven't I you? Didn't know... well, exactly. So I looked it up, and uh, she left everyone. This is this is from this is from the uh, Daily Star. The presenter left everyone around her gobsmacked when she admitted that she dreamed about a plane crashing into the tower days before it happened on that fateful day in two thousand and one. You can tell it's a star. Okay. The brunette beauty Ooh.
3: says she was in pieces when she saw her dream come to life as a plane flew into the World Trade Centre in New York on September 11th.
2: Speaking on today's show, she said, I have our dreams. I had one dream once, and this is a very strange one, about 9-11. I about to a plane crash, it's so what you tell them. <laughs> Christine said,
3: look, I'm a very common sense person, or I'd like you all to think I am at least, and I'm very open for someone to say, well, you clearly watched something.
2: I can't help thinking it slightly reduces it, yes. talking about this on Loose Women. You know what I mean? It doesn't, it's not very scientific. But it got me thinking about those celebrities who have predicted things, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, And I looked this up today, this is, this is from People, uh, America's People magazine or Celebrity or something. Kim Kardashian, can you please explain this? So, at the age of 14, Kim Kardashian, Kylie Jenner's big sister, had a
3: strong feeling that Kylie would one day become an internationally known superhero. Kylie would become. Yes. Yes, okay. So, during a 2017 Tonight Show appearance, Jenner read an old journal entry from 2010 where she mentioned her goal of becoming a big time model and she added, I really hope it happens.
2: Well, goodness, there's a few of them, isn't there? Um, But, you know, what
3: was it about being part of a a reality TV show mega family that made her think she'd be famous? I
2: don't know, I don't know. That's (laughs) true. I mean, there's... there's, Well, yeah. Uh, The other one is uh, Will Smith. Uh, Talking about what motivated him to become an actor, the collateral beauty star revealed that a serious case of teenage heartbreak drove him to seek... God, that sounds like The X Factor or (laughs) one of those things. Uh, when I was 15, my girlfriend cheated on me, Smith told oh. Benicio Del Toro. What?
3: Well, you know what happened with his wife's entanglements?
2: It seems to be he's picking them. Who was I talking to? Who was that? Oh, God, I wish I could... I want to credit someone. I was talking to a stand-up comic uh, about that whole uh, Chris Rock, Will Smith... Oscar's Pond Shop. And this particular comedian, I can't remember if I ever find out, I'll I'll tell you. And he said so that, why didn't Chris Rock react and presumably because you know the studio lights glinting off Jada Pinkett's Bold eggs. So anyway, yeah, that's horrible, isn't it? That's yeah. enough bold And if you job. listen
3: very carefully, you can hear the distant sound of Will Smith hopping aboard a plane to come, <laughs> to come over give it. you a bunch of well,
2: He could hear it, couldn't he? Yeah. he could. Jennifer Lopez, with them ears, yeah. With them is <laughs> the Oscar winner always knew she'd live her life in the spotlight of Jennifer Lopez, regardless of the career she would one day pursue. I always knew I was going to be famous. I, honest to God, don't know how else to describe it, she told Vogue in 2014. I used to lie in bed and wonder, am I going to be a local TV person? Am I going to be a motivational speaker? It wasn't a vision. But as it's it's kind of happening, you have this buried understanding, of course.
4: Oh, oh God. God! Good
2: for you. What if she hadn't got famous? She'd be one of them people.
4: Yeah, oh, I'm I gonna could... be famous. Yeah.
2: Well, I tell you what. Talking of that, this was rather unfortunate. And I think even you would have felt sorry for me. On Saturday night, when I was at this social club on the on the northeast coast, mm-hmm. a bloke came into the dressing room to meet me, which was all very lovely. And do you know what he said to me? He was a bit pissed. Oh no. Yeah, and he said to me, he said, "Our oh, Peter Key is out there at the moment. He's doing arena tours every." every night of the week, and you're here at States Athletic and Social fucking Club the North Coast. Yeah. I felt a million dollars, I have to but say.
3: that's weird, isn't it? Because he obviously felt you were important to him enough to come and meet you, but, but there, people do do that. I know a few people who are quite well-known, yeah. and quite often... And I don't know whether it's something about the British, because I'm not sure it happens in America. no. But people go out of their way to let you know that you're not as big as they
2: presume you think you are. Oh, Christ.
3: And it's like, oh, I'm not like the rest. I'm not going to suck up to you so so we can be friends. I think (sighs) that's... I think that is the line of thinking. Uh, It's... I know. The assumption that you need... Bring pulling down, down a peg or two. Yeah.
2: I had a... I might delete this later in case people recognise us. But I had a friend who uh, produced something for the BBC, very, very young, a comedy. Uh-huh. And I always remember the producer meeting me at a party and going, oh, me and my wife like to really keep his feet on the ground. I was thinking, why? He doesn't need his feet on the ground. That's a British thing. Yeah. Just remind him, keep your feet on the ground. This lad didn't need to have his. Feet kept on the ground. It what a depressing thing to say! Here's
3: the thing. We've got Twitter for that. We don't need it in real life.
2: Exactly. So if you do come to see his show, don't come up to me and tell me how... Don't damn me with faint praise.
3: It's like, in what other walk of life? Would you go and stand over someone who was working in Tesco's and say, you're doing that shit, by the way?
2: Yeah. I bet you, you thought you were better than this. Well, you're
3: not. It's so horrible. It. It. It's horrible. I just don't understand it. And that's the Brits for you. That
2: is ve- a very, very... British thing. Well, that's brought us all down. Well, you lot that are paying for it, I bet you're not like this. No, you're lovely because, yeah. You appreciate to... Thank art. Thank you. Art. Those of you who are listening to this who haven't paid for it, don't come Book to your any... your ideas up. Book your ideas. No. No, no <laughs> but Don't be nasty. Right. Okay. <laughs> We've had more trouble. Talking of idiots, <laughs> we have more trouble from Ruth this week. Ruth Abbott, you'll remember, the my previous PA yeah, 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 yeah. helper... She's moved into flat number six upstairs here, Erskine Court.
3: Sure, it's not 666?
2: Well, exactly. This is what happened the other bleeding night. (laughs) What do you want, Ruth?
6: There's a ghost in my flat, Clinton. Will you come and sort it out for me, please?
2: Ruth, it's 11.30 at night. I'm not coming up to your flat. There's no ghost up there.
6: Please, Clinton, you're really good at this. Please come and get rid of the ghost for me.
2: Right. Mrs Stewart has lived in there for many, many years, right? She has never reported a ghost.
6: Maybe it's Mrs Stewart. Maybe.
2: Mrs Stewart is haunting your flat, isn't she?
6: Maybe. I think it's a woman ghost... What was Mrs Stewart
2: like? She's a... Well, she was a Scottish lady. It was very, very nice. And I very much doubt she'd come and haunt you. I saw
6: some tartan.
2: And I... You saw some... Yeah. Right. Mrs Stewart is not haunting your flat, all right?
6: There was definitely tartan. And I could hear the munching
2: of some shortbread.
4: Ruth, I haven't
2: got... All right, come on, let's go up, let's go up. Come on, lead the way, lead the way. Right. I'm going to do a quick prayer. Right. Right. Okay. There, there, there's a number of things you can do, Ruth. Right, negotiating, negotiate. Mrs. Stewart! Mrs. Stewart! Can you please stop haunting Ruth? Right, get some water. Can you get some water for me, Ruth? But do the holy water. Okay. Do the holy water. Okay. Right, okay. Yeah. Right. Jesus Christ, right, okay. Spread that round. Spirit, it be gone. Mrs. Stewart be gone. Spin it, begun. Okay, any objects in here you think she might have possessed? Give me one of them. Do some haunted object removal. Yeah, give me that. That's right. This is haunted, is it? Yes, it's a CD. It's a CD. What's this? Michael Bublé's Mm. haunted CD, is it? Yeah, she's doing. Right, okay. I'm, I'm wafting it, Mrs. Stewart. Can you stop haunting Michael Bublé's CD? His live performance. Madison Square Garden. Can you stop haunting that, please? Thank you. I think. Have you got any smudging? You got any smudge candles? Think... No, you haven't. Uh, I... uh, give us a candle. Have you got a candle, that one, that right, that artificial one. Switch it on underneath that little one. That, that tea light thing. Right, okay, waft that around here. Yeah. Bit of white candle clearing. Fuck off, Missus Stewart, please. Bit of feng shui will try tomorrow and just get me, tomorrow morning, get some rice and salt, just spread it all over the flat and that should be done. That's your residential hauntings done. That's all I know about residential hauntings. As far as I'm concerned, it's gone, all right?
6: I think that Mrs Stewart's in the bedroom now, Clinton.
2: No, I'm not going in the bedroom. I think
6: I can hear her. She's got, she's moved into the bedroom, Clinton.
2: You can hear her, yeah. can you? What's she doing? What's she saying?
6: I can hear her, she's... She's talking about Michael
2: Bublé. Oh, Jesus Christ. Mrs Stewart, can you stop talking about Michael Bublé, please? Yeah, 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 that's right. You don't hear too much of him nowadays, do you? Yeah, nice at Christmas. All right, we well, shut up about Michael Bublé till Christmas then, can you, Mrs Stewart? Right, she's gone now. No more Michael Bublé. There'll be no more... You know, no more boobly, no more nothing. All right. My
6: night is got risen up, Clinton.
2: No, do- put Mrs. put that Stewart down. Stop
6: making my nighty rise up.
2: Can you put the nighty down, please? I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. Put the nighty down. It's
6: doing it. She's really. No, rude. you've got your hands lifting the
2: hem of the bloody thing. Put it down. I
6: think you should stay the night to make sure Miss. No, Stewart put doesn't. that away.
2: That's I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. It's
6: better than right. Linda's, isn't it?
2: No, I've not seen Linda's. I'm not going to get an argument about who's got a better one than that. Please, I'm going, all right? To come back tomorrow and make sure Mrs St- speak- Stewart's gone. All right, I'm going to... I, I might have to speak to your parents about this. I can't have you living here, Ruth, seriously.
6: I'm living
2: All right, thank you. Good night. Try to go to sleep.
6: Night-night, night, night
2: We move on to our problem-solving section of the podcast as we turn to Dean James Fox, because no-one's written in to us. Why? Why? Come on, we know a thing or two. We've lived a little, particularly Linda here. And I'm doing my best to live a bit more. She is, exactly. How can I let go? The letter comes into this fella. (laughs) I'm going through a messy divorce and I'm feeling overwhelmed. My two young children are very confused and sad too. Is there a ritual to help me let go of the past and look forward to the future Susie 42 Richmond? What's the answer?
3: Here comes the response from Dean James Fox. Here is a ritual I call rubbing you out of my life. Is that what you call it?
2: (laughs) That's not going to get you anywhere. Get yourself (laughs) out. Get yourself a hobby. Don't do that all day long. (laughs) You're going to rub it that much, at least make a wish. (laughs) It will blister. Go on. Take a new pencil. Oh my God. (laughs) Hey. And write what you wish to remove from your life. It's nothing to do with masturbation. (laughs) Uh, Take a a new pencil and write what you wish to remove from your life very faintly on white or grey paper. OK.
3: I was thinking, yes, got a pencil. Yes, got grey paper. It gets
2: more confusing this. Rub a larvicite crystal. OK, first of all, I must go and get one of (laughs) those. Yeah, where do I get one of those? Then use an eraser to remove the writing. Once removed, use a red candle to set the paper oh on God. fire. What a lava! This is quite the shopping list, isn't it? Then place the burning paper in water and say, "I take the power away from you and give it to myself." When you
3: finish this ritual. Place the larvacite crystal by your front door to protect you from negative
2: energy. And then package it up in the packaging and send it back with the receipt and say that was a fucking waste of time.
3: <laughs> Meanwhile, your ex-husband, if he's seeing this, <laughs> he'll go, I was right, I was yeah. right.
2: Yeah, he'll be nuts deep in someone else not worrying about <laughs> be, the larvacite crystal. Be rubbing his crystal on someone. He'll be rubbing his crystal, that's right. Now, <laughs> more, more now from the paranormal research York where I went last week to film um, another yeah. episode of my ever-popular... Mystic Hunt. <laughs> Claire and Kevin welcome me very nicely to the Fairfield Manor Hotel. And this is the next instalment. This is what happened when they told me about the human pendulum, right? This is an extraordinary... <laughs> this is where you stand... This, is, Honestly, this does work. You stand in a circle. Spirit chooses someone to stand in the middle. Oh, yeah. And will rock you back. You're almost like a human Ouija board. Do you understand? Yeah. And, and they will move you to answer a certain question. Ooh.
4: We were, do- we were doing Human Pendulum in, in here before and um, Claire was on the-, on the peripheral taking some photographs and where Alan stood now, yeah. there was an extra guest. And we, cou- we, didn't have an e- we didn't have a guest. What do you mean? You saw a guest uh, f- uh, f- fully formed, not fully translucent? F- fully formed, on the night vision camera. On the night vision camera? Yeah, we- there was an extra-, an extra guest. What did he look like? Or she? It was a, a lady. It was a man. Oh, sorry, it was a. a oh, lady. We, we don't differentiate nowadays. <laughs> go on, it's all right, yeah. <clears throat> Maybe Claire should, ask, should answer that one. All right,
2: she... Claire, go on. Was it a man or a lady? The story's falling apart, well, we had, to be honest. We
5: had a three-people human pendulum. Yeah. And I was taking photographs. I think
2: a video of that once. gone.
5: Yeah. And um, I took a photograph exactly where Alan stood, and there was somebody, an extra guest, looking out of what would have been the window.
2: And looking tried, in the other direction? Looking in the other
5: direction. Or? Short, dark hair with a blanket round his shoulders. Did Just you see that
2: there. afterwards or on the, at we the time? Saw it
5: As we were taking photos, I took one, nothing, took another photo, took another photo, there he was, took another photo, had gone. And showed our guests while they were here.
2: And what did they say? They were a bit spooked.
6: How do you feel standing
2: head? over there, Alan? Cold. Cold. Cold! Right, okay, thank you. Let's see what we find. Proof positive, Linda, don't you think?
3: No, I don't think. They couldn't even work out whether it was a man or a woman. How's that that proof? That did... That did cross
2: my mind. But you can't always tell, can you? What, with spirits? Yeah, well, with spirits... Spirits these days, you can't tell. What all right, like. OK. Well, ye of little faith. Well, how about this? This is about the parabolic ear. This is all the equipment. What? The what the now? parabolic <laughs> ear. I know, I've, I did that joke. And the K2. Have a listen to this. Kevin is going to tell me now about about uh, the, what, the parabolic ear, wasn't The parabolic it? ear, what, what yeah. What did you do? Mm. We had... Lederman, first of all, let, just tell everyone what the parabolic ear actually is, thank you.
4: The parabolic ear just picks up the sounds that are unaudible to the human ear. So sometimes it's like, like spirit. Like you hear on a recording sometimes, but yeah. in real life, in real time. Yeah. So we had a hen party who come to a different venue from Liverpool. Yeah. And they were quite up for it. They were, they were quite... Um, no, they weren't. Actually, they were. They were quite good, but they were. They were well up for for a ghost. hunt. yeah, <clears throat> and uh, well, they. One of them wanted to try the parabolic ear, so they put the headphones on. Yeah, and she walked out, and she went to uh, the garden, and she opened the door, and she as she well, as she opened the door, she pressed the trigger, and suddenly she just stopped in her tracks. And what did she hear? Well, she she stopped in her tracks first. Right. And she turned round slowly, <gasps> put the headphones off... Yes. Give them to her friend and just very, very slowly walked away. And somebody said, what happened? She said, as soon as I pulled the trigger, all she heard was, we're all dead. Is that right? And... Yeah. And she walked out. Wouldn't put them back on again. So... And she
2: definitely heard that... And she was white as a sheet, and she said, "Because that, for a lot of people, would be enough for anyone to just finish."
4: It would be, yeah. And she um, she didn't participate in anything after that. She just sat quietly. Did she? Yeah. That was um,
2: well, that was the end of her evening. While we are talking here, Kevin, the tell me what what would you call that? The K the K
4: the K two meter. The K two meter, mm. which picks up electric
2: electromagnetic like, fields. Electric ma-
4: electromagnetic field <laughs> I'm not kidding it's just just been broken
2: It's just broken. we're here with someone it's just bro- oh no, it's, no it's, is it working it's just about working did you hear it crack then <laughs> yeah. nothing there was nothing supernatural about that just
4: yeah.
2: clumsy um go on yeah that is going isn't it while we are here in this room we've seen a lot of activity from that lighting up green yellow yeah, when we were, to- when we uh, were uh, talking about the parabolic ear, it was lighting up very, very spectacular. It goes from green
4: right up to yellow. It's
2: doing it now. It's flashing now.
4: Yeah, well, the magnetic, like, electromagnetic field yes. is the frequencies that spirit uses use to communicate. Right. So that when it gets close and wants to be noticed or wants to be um, identified, to it. yeah, it'll come forward, and that's one of the that's one of the pieces of equipment we can use. To bring to recognize that spirit is there,
2: and now the bloody spirit reading is coming up a treat. It's like Blackpool Pleasure Beach in here. All right, fading now, fading now. Right, well, someone dropped that K two machine on the floor. Did it make but... any
3: difference at all? Yes, it did.
2: <laughs> spirit was very pissed off. Right, ladies and gentlemen, well. can I just say, the fate one of my favorite bits of the show. It's world-renowned medium Sandrea Mosses from Take a Break, Fate and Fortune, who actually speaks to someone on the other side, someone who is beyond the celestial veil in heaven. Yeah. This week, Sheila Hall asked her to contact her long-lost, well, dead husband, Les. Hello, my darling! Not Les Patterson. Les. Les. <laughs> It's so good to chat with you today, it
3: really is. I miss you as much as you miss me, believe me. We were together a long time. In fact, you were in my life longer than you were not. So, like you, it's taking a bit of getting used to. The difference is, I can come and see you anytime I want to. Yeah. Which is every day. And that gives me great comfort, love, it really does. You haven't cottoned on yet, have you? But for the record... It's me who tickles your face and gently messes with your
2: hair. That would shit me off. <laughs> <What? laughs> Love, it? he's come down from heaven to do that. Love, I can't wait to show you this place. I bet she can. <laughs> I know now why they call it heaven. It is bliss. Pure bliss! <laughs> Think of everything you love to see and places you like to visit and magnify that by a thousand times. Well, I like the Harvester. Mm. They do that early bird menu, but by a
3: thousand times? Jesus. Quite generous with the salad
2: bowls as well. Very, right? very generous. If you're up in heaven, times a thousand, that's a lot of radishes. And that is the beauty of this place. It literally takes your breath away every day and it never changes. I hold it in awe every time I look at the beauty.
3: I have a favourite place. I sit on the bench with Evie, my guide. All right, who's
2: Evie? Yeah, uh, yeah, who's (laughs) Evie, Les? Trust you to be with a guide, you dirty bastard.
3: (laughs) Strangely, it reminds me of Torquay. What? But not built up and a few houses dotted around. I love the colour of the sea in Torquay. Well, it is the brightest blue, turquoise and silver all in one. It's been a while, Les. They've started ditching shit in the beach at Torquay. They really
2: have, Les. So... If you were down here, it's oh, yeah. no heaven. I know you think heaven is Torquay. We sit on a hill and look out at the sea. Where's the sea? And watch the silver and gold Do you not go beam. swimming
3: in the giggles like the last film? Well, you,
2: I've read this. Coming up, there is a little bit of that. Is sort there? Of yeah, <laughs> that's what it's like. I don't remember. When I've been up there, it's not at all like this. Mm. I mean, I, I guess it's what you want it to be. If you want it to be like Torquay, uh, it could be. It's a lovely uh, pier out in um, South End. I'm not. I wouldn't want to see. I wouldn't like to see that. In, you know, in heaven though. No. A thousand times, it, even that. We sit on a hill and look out at the sea and watch the silver and gold sunbeams skipping and dancing off the surface of the sea. When you believe, you can communicate with them. Yeah. Really believe, one hundred percent, they will come over. What the sunbeams? sunbeams. Yeah. Yes, sir. I had five of these little sunbeams dancing around me. They're like little silver and gold flames with the cutest faces you ever saw. But boy, are they wise. They know everything there is to know about the seas, including the ones on Earth. How sad they look when they see us destroying them for greed. (laughs) Evie has taken me out fishing a couple of times, but not like on Earth. Yeah, this is just like we keep hearing every week. It's almost like it's the same person writing this shit every time, isn't it? (laughs) It's Andrea Moss, she's... She's She's obsessed with this non-fishing fishing. fishing. You sit in the boat and... Yeah, we hear this every week. The fish come, right, and communicate with you.
3: Like all things here, they give out love. Such wonderful, wonderful waves of pure love. They stink a bit of fish, though, that's the only thing. I mean, no-one's perfect, are they? Now, you know I was a social person... I love the drink, he said. And most importantly, I loved the company, chatting to my mates, chaps from work, etc. I used to love to hear about their lives and what they were doing. Well, it's still the same here, love. We can do what we want to do. We have a pub called The Sailors Inn. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's like a pub and Torquay. Sounds like a (laughs) shit-off. And and we watch Austin Powers on a Thursday night. We all stand around (laughs) making racist (laughs) comments in the pub. And when a woman walks in,
2: the jukebox goes... (laughs) (laughs) And we all stare. All right, love. (laughs) We have a pub called The Sailors Inn and most days a lot of the lads and the family go there. We don't drink. Sounds horrible. There is no need to eat or drink, but we stand around and chat. (laughs) Just like the old days, I love it down there. It's a little bit like Earth. Evie tells me that in time, I will no longer feel the need to go to these places. I want to kill Joy. Why don't you stay in with me? Yeah, that's typical, isn't it? <laughs> Five minutes with Evie. No, don't go out, going down to the pub. There's not, not even any booze there. When will you grow up? When you grow yeah. yeah. That's right. Come on, you're committed to me. But don't be surprised, love. I'm loving it at the moment. It's a bit weird leaning on the bar. The bloke is behind the counter and there is no drink. God, you just have to listen to his. Oh my God, it's that da- Daily Mail ramblings. I slowly <laughs> faded away in the end. Uh, this now gets a bit oh, sad. Right, yeah. I was too ill to stay with you. We might gloss over this. I didn't want to go, but the more it deteriorated, the more I realised I couldn't stay. And anyway, they were showing Sky Sports at the Sailors Inn <laughs> up <there. laughs> Liverpool, Chelsea. I saw a lady beckoning me through a door that was only open a little, and I thought, is that my mum? So I went after her. That is the point. I left my body, and when I realised what I'd done, it was too late. (laughs) I looked
3: back as I lay in that bed and saw all my family from spirit sitting round the bed, and then I felt the warmth and the love pulling me through the clouds and mist. I was surrounded by love and warmth and felt so calm like never before in my life, and all the pain and discomfort was gone. Oh, that's nice. I was so light, I floated through the gates into heaven, and I didn't need a passport.
2: Which, in the Sailors Inn, we're always on about, you know, can have our own passports now. Blue ones, not bloody European ones. <laughs> I was very tired, so I laid down and went to sleep. I did this a lot in the first few weeks as my soul was restored. My energy returned and my aura was cleansed and I returned to normal. Can I just say, that is a comfort. Yeah. Yeah? You can lie in. Yeah, well, no, it's a comfort to people. if they, You know, some people, that is a comforting to know. All right. Once you go through, you can visit down here immediately if you wish And I did I saw your pain and anguish, thinking I was alone I wasn't I was wrapped in love I didn't know how to tell you that But I did try
3: I come and see you every day Sometimes I sit on the sofa with you The dog looks up as if to say Back again, Dad I hear your thoughts I miss him I hope he's okay. Hope
2: he's not getting off with Evie. The dirty <laughs> well, she didn't bastard. know about Evie. No, now no. she
3: does. Now she'll be thinking that.
2: Yeah.
3: I. That's when I stroke your cheek. I try to wipe the tears away when they flow, and I send you love. Next time you're upset, and then you feel calm, know that it's me wrapping you in love and kindness. It's lovely, this. When I'm not down the pub, yeah. then say I know you're here, Les, and I will send more love to you, my girl, my love, the one who always looked after me.
2: Now I think that is rather lovely. All piss taken aside, if that is a comfort to someone, why not? Why not? There's an interview coming up now. Now, you young people won't know this person, but my brother, who's a middle-aged man like me, was amazing! I managed to get this bloke to speak to me. His name is Stephen Wilton. He's the founder, guitarist, lead vocalist, songwriter of the rock band Porcupine Tree. Some of you out there who are into sort of prog rock and that will know this. His honours include six nominations for Grammy Awards. The Daily Telegraph described him as probably the most successful British artist you've never heard of. There, they're doing it again, look. What? Bringing him down. Well, there you are. That's a British thing, you isn't it, it? Isn't
3: it though?
2: He's worked with Elton John, Guns N' Roses, XTC, Yes, Fish, Marillion, Black Sabbath. Uh, he's done the lot. He, he released six solo album, The Future Bites, in 2021 with digital deluxe versions, including <laughs> remix versions by artists such as Biffy Clyro and Nile Rogers. Please have a listen to Steve Wilson and his spookiness. <laughs> spookiness. With me on the Zoom is Stephen Wilson. Now, I met Stephen not long ago. What a lovely fellow. And he came to a preview of my, well, the tour before last in Radlett, where he, he did so enjoy it. And we had a little drinky afterwards. Stephen is a believer in the supernatural. And he's going to regale us with a rather spooky story now. Stephen, aren't you?
0: Well, yes. My, my. First of all, thank you for having me on, Clinton. It's a real honour. Oh. I am a fan. I am a fan, as you know. Oh, as well the honour is all mine. So, yeah. I mean, I, I just have the one, the one quote-unquote ghost story, right. and um now just to paint a little picture here so i've been a musician for 30 years now a long time and one of the first people that ever gave me a job working on their music as opposed to just working on my own music someone that trusted me to produce their music was fish the scottish oh my
2: goodness he he uh, his name came up the other day with vic reeves didn't it that's right, that? it did, yes. yes. So
0: there's a bit of yes. a theme developing here on the God,
2: show. maybe we could get Fish on the show sometime. Go on, so you're with Fish from Arillian. yes. He's a, he's a great
0: raconteur, Fish. You should yes. definitely get him on anyway. Now, Fish, so we're talking sort of late 90s or mid to late 90s here. The first guy that ever trusted me to, you know with entrusted me with his sort of music in that sense as a producer and a writer and i went up to stay with now fish is fiercely and proudly scottish as i'm sure you know yes yes and he he lives in a a little place just outside edinburgh which has got a lot of history you know like a lot of scotland it's sort of you know well ramon will tell you i'm sure about scotland scotland's history and you know all that stuff
2: he's told me it all ramon trust (laughs) me yes go on yeah so you know all that
0: so Fish lives in this place with a lot of his, you know, history to it, uh, right in the middle of nowhere. And he built this studio onto the side of his house, which is where we were working, writing and, and producing, and recording this new record for him. Yeah. So you have to imagine that this this recording studio is like a lot of recording studios. Yes. There are two kind of rooms. So there's the room with the mixing desk and all the techie stuff. And yeah. then there's a there's a glass panel which looks through to the next door room, which is where all the live
2: Musicians, Stephen. Do you think I'm an idiot? I have I have heard of this before.
0: No, but I'm doing this on but I'm doing this for your listeners, some of whom <laughs> oh, they... are
2: they idiots. Yeah. <laughs> Most of whom are idiots. Most of <laughs> right, Steve, If you can, yeah, we, we understand this stuff, Steve, but for yes. the plebs out there who don't know anything, do carry on. Yes.
0: Exactly. So now. It was my first job, as I say, being a producer and being entrusted with with this kind of, you know, responsibility. So I would work very hard and I was often the last one awake late at night working on my own in the studio, in the control room of the studio. That's lovely. So, yeah. Now, one night, this would have been about two o'clock or three o'clock in the morning, there I was still doing whatever I was doing, editing or overdubbing guitar parts or whatever. And earlier on that day, the musicians had been in the other room, all set up. You know, we've been recording drums and bass and all this stuff, and the microphones had been left on. So, oh, I like
2: it. Go on,
0: yes. See where this is going. You can see yeah. where this is going. So the so the sound of the neck of the next door room was still coming through the speakers yes. in the room where I was working by virtue of these open microphones yes and so two o'clock three o'clock in the morning the dead of night i'm sitting there starting to get a bit tired and i hear these footsteps go across now it's a wooden floor in the studio room go on i hear these footsteps go from the left-hand speaker across to the right-hand speaker and i think oh somebody's somebody's up fish is up maybe you know pacing sleepwalking yeah and of course you can tell what's coming i look through the glass no one there and i hear the fo- and i'm literally looking into this room this empty room as i can follow the sound of these footsteps going backwards and forwards it, across
2: it, it definitely wasn't it wasn't fish dancing in stilettos in the snow like i think it was... in that song very good very good Tell yes, your I face, wonder. then, if it was that good. Go on.
0: <laughs> I wonder
2: how many of your listeners picked up on that reference point. <laughs> they do. I'll be honest with you, Stephen. They know fuck all this lot. But go on. <laughs> so <laughs> footsteps across the studio, yes.
0: So obviously, the, you know, the hairs on the... The proverbial hairs on the back of my my neck stood up, and yes. I froze, and, and I realised that, you know, I was in the midst of some supernatural... Experience. Yeah. So anyway, after after a few minutes the sound went away and I kind of took myself off to bed and I didn't sleep. I slept very unsoundly that night, as you can imagine. Yeah. And I said I said to Fish the next day, I said, Have you got have you got a ghost here? And he said, Oh, you know, I can't do a Scottish accent. I But oh. he basically the upshot was he said that the, the house was riddled with ghosts, riddled with spirits, and that it was built on the site of an old 19th century. Tuberculosis Hospital. Oh, my where God. Du- yeah. So during the, the, the you know, the, the real dark days when tuberculosis was was killing so many people.
2: Yes, yes.
0: This had been like a place where, what do you call it, like a hostel where yeah. people were beyond help basically came to be nursed until the day, you know, that they passed on to oh the other... My God. So, yeah, so that is my... That's my ghost story,
2: yeah. And, and I still, still oh. get a bit of a bit telling it, yeah. Right, Stephen. Can I ask you this? Yes. Look, I, you know, I'm a believer. I'm going to play devil's advocate for those oh. people out there who don't believe, who want to poo poo. Yeah. There's a lot of poo is Stephen. Shame on them. Shame on them. Shame yeah. on yeah. them. Yeah. Could it have been a pussy cat walking across the studio?
0: Um. How would right? Firstly, Fish didn't have any cats. Secondly. Right. These were. This was the sound of shoes, you know, boots on uh, on, on wood.
2: This is not cats do like terrib- fish. Cats do like fish. That's a terrible joke, but carry on. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, this is not this. This is not the sound of little cat's paws padding across. I mean, that would have been silent anyway, wouldn't it? Padding. Well, cat- I
2: suppose so. But it, if you've got the mic up and you're trying to catch every last detail of fish's no, tones, you might well have picked up on a cat padding across the studio
0: no and i appreciate the rigor in your in your cross examination here yes. but this this was the sound of this was the sound of a human being clumping if i can use that word clumping yes. across a wooden floor from left to right and then back again um and i you know i could see the whole room i could look through this this window panel and see the whole room
2: there was nothing no one there beast and, or me. I, I i know what you musician pop star type people alike you may yeah. well have had a drink you may well have had some kind of pot grass cigarette and is it possible that in the heady days of you mixing with the likes of fish and i'm i'm sure you've mixed with even bigger and better people since there was new new to the game you might have been Imbibing something that may have given you some halluc- oral, oral, uh, oral hallucinations. Well, the honest truth is, Clinton, I
0: can't honestly remember what. Be. I mean, it's fair no. to say, fish, fish, being a Scotsman, did like a wee dram yes or five or five or yes. six yes
3: um
0: and i probably fell into the you know to the regime uh yeah. being a youngster as i was then yeah um there, there certainly wouldn't have been any wacky back or anything like that so at the very most it would have been a few glasses of wine right. um well i you know um listen you, you can explain anything away but can't you by by sort of you know um yes the, the drink drug sort of explanation Yeah. um I, I never I never drank to excess, um, right. um, and it, the fact that I was still there working at three o'clock in the morning meant I must have had, you know. That, that would suggest him. you you yeah. were compass mentis, wouldn't
2: it? Exactly. Stephen, yeah. I believe that. That sounds fascinating. If we get Fish on the show, which I'm sure you're going to arrange for us very kindly, perhaps he can, you know, qualify some of the stuff you have told us. Steve.
0: Well, I re- yeah, because I remember him going on to tell most of which I've forgotten now. I, he went on to tell me several other stories of sightings I- in the house. Uh, right. So I'm sure I'm sure he would be happy to to regale you with those too. Right. Yeah, I'll do that, my best. Would
2: you do that? Yes, you, you heard it here, listeners. Stephen's going to try and get fish on the show, and you can say you can tell him that Vic Reeves mentioned the other week. That's twice in two weeks. Exactly. He's been
0: name-checked twice. Yeah, it's, it's it's a sign, isn't it? It's a sign. It's going to be. Yeah,
2: Stephen, for our more middle-aged uh, uh, listeners, could you please tell us what you're up to and what what of your wonderful music can they pick up soon?
0: Well, I've I've just finished a new record, um, which is going to be coming out later in the year, and I'm mixing a live Blu-ray that I recorded with my band Porcupine Tree last late last year. So, I'm uh, yeah, I'm busy. I'm busy. It's
2: good, and, good to be busy. And do you still, and this is no pressure, though everyone is listening, do you still want me to come and introduce you when you next play Wembley? Because I will have a look in the diary, and if I'm not above a pub somewhere around the M25, I'm sure I'd like to do that.
0: I, I would love you to do that, Clinton. If, if you know, ten thousand people wouldn't be. Are you able to command? You know, <laughs> no, no disrespect. No disrespect. But yeah. are you able? To, are you able to hold an audience of ten thousand people in your palm? The way I've seen you hold an audience of a hundred, St-
2: Stephen. Palm. Stephen, I've got a multitude <laughs> of angels. I've got. I've got e- e- eternity in my palm.
0: Right. right. No, I listen. I've I've heard you manifest Michael Jackson. You know, it's it's be, impressive.
2: Be, yeah. Very much so. Very much so. All right, Stephen, I'll let you off that one. I want to thank you so so much for that rather spooky story. Thank Pleasure. you very. Will you come? You know, we're doing various gigs as live at the Hundred Club. Maybe, I would love to. Why don't you come along to the Hundred Club and see us? We'll be you'll met. You can see Linda, whoever else I can get along. 25th of June, we're doing one. If you'd like to come. It's in the diary. Fantastic. Oh, wonderful. Stephen Wilson there, everybody, with a very, very spooky story. Thanks, Steve. Pleasure. Thanks. Bye now. Namaste. Namaste. Namaste, 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 namaste. Linda, 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 what are you up to now, my love, when you leave this sacred place? I
3: need to get some Easter eggs. Oh, lovely. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to okay. go and load up. So I can be the bunny.
2: Don't go mad on my behalf. We know you're skint,
3: all right? <laughs> I Just... wasn't going to get you one. Oh, OK. Did you think you are an Easter egg man?
2: Not really. No. Not What's really. What's your
3: favourite kind?
2: Uh, can go I yes, go on, yes, cowards? yes.
3: I imagine, gentlemen of your age,
2: you're a Bourneville <laughs> chap.
3: You're a Bourneville <laughs> chap.
2: That, that really suggests I'm an old man. What are you going to say? Do you want someone to mash it up in a fucking bowl for me, to suck with a straw? A man of my age. don't don't knock it till you've tried it. man of my age? Bourneville?
3: Do
6: you not like a Bourneville?
2: With some some Werther's Originals in the middle. All right,
3: are you more smarties?
2: Yes, I am more smarties, actually, thank you. (laughs) Jelly tots are that young. Smarties are shit now, have you noticed? We've discussed this before, and what I think is the worst twiglets... Oh!
3: They've done something
2: to Twiglets. They? They've watered the bastards down. So yeah. they're not
3: quite as...
2: They used to be great. What a snack. If there's yeah. anyone in from the Twiglets family, please.
3: It would sort the men from the boys,
2: wouldn't it, Twigglets, Put hairs uh, on your wouldn't chest. Wouldn't it? Yes. Absolutely. were well, they don't... We're nearly finished, folks. What happened to Smarties? What's wrong with Smarties?
3: They're made out of shit doggy chocolate now because Cadbury's have sold out to the Americans. Yeah. But yeah. also, the colouring they use on them is just like... dead. It's not... Right, when I was a kid, you could lick a red Smartie and use it as lipstick... Yes. Now, it barely makes a mark.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, trust us to get down to the real nitty-gritty, the nub, what everyone's talking about, the burning issues of the day. And there'll be more of this nonsense next week. Thank you for your support, people. I'm hoping by now, maybe, just maybe, Mystic Hunt 3 will be out. But if not, it'll be out very, very soon. Thank you, my love. Thank you. Until next time. Namaste, folks! My thanks to Kelly Neal, Stephen Wilson... Claire and Kevin at Paranormal Research and Dave Brinkworth for this final track, sung by the mighty Glow. Now, if you want to come and see us recording this very podcast, go to wegottickets.com, get tickets for Sunday the 25th of June, look up Clinton Baptiste's Sunday Seance. Also doing like you know, a live as live recording of the podcast on Sunday the 24th of September and Sunday the 15th of October. Doors at six o'clock, show at seven. Go to we got and look for Clinton Baptiste Sunday seance. I don't really have to do everything for you, look it up. Namaste. Right, at the risk of sounding like a second-hand car sales, but I've got yet something else I want to flog you. Tickets are now on sale for my brand-new solo stand-up tour, Roller Rollergoaster. It's all over the country from March 2024. For tickets and information, please go to clintonbaptiste.com. Thank you.
6: Mrs Stewart, stop making my nighty rise up.
2: Yeah all right Fade in now.